Welcome back, man. It's nice to uh, nice to actually do the podcast in person again. Yes, it's been like two weeks it's or been three two weeks. A week in a row. I don't know. Two weeks. Yeah. More like two weeks. Yeah, I think it's been two. Um, but ha- but uh, I saw that you posted the video of your, like, the She Happens with, yes, with Vincent. And who's the lady you do it with? She, her name is uh, Corinna, or um, as we call her, Coco. Coco, Wait, like Corina. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, okay. It's a nice name. And she's the kind of, that's basically the idea of the podcast is kind of, we have three perspective, perspectives on winter sports, mm-hmm. him being an active athlete. Yeah, who's an Olympic gold medalist and very successful in the world within the World Cup. He's an Olympic gold medalist. Yes, he won in two thousand eighteen in Korea. He won gold with the German team. That's insane, dude. Imagine yeah. like there's there's like three or four, uh, or no, at least there's definitely at least two Olympic gold medalists in Oberstdorf. Yeah, probably a few more. That's that's insane. Like from all this one village, like from Germany in general, I expect mm. that. But to be all from this same small village is yeah. crazy. But it's, yeah, because these kind of, especially in, in winter sports, if you look at summer Olympics, it might spread a lot more all over Germany where the people come from. Summer Olympics. Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but because you can track and field, for example, everywhere in Germany. Yeah. But if you want to be a ski jumper, there's like four places in Germany where you can practice that. So obviously, right. more people come from from smaller towns that have those kind of facilities, etc. Yeah, or those possibilities. You you want to be a skier, you have a huge advantage if you live somewhere like in Oberstdorf, where all the mountains are. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Did you ever watch Eddie the Eagle? Um, I didn't watch it, but <laughs> a friend it. <laughs> a friend of mine um was um when they sh- when they they shot in Oberstdorf um. When they were shooting in Oberstdorf, she was, or basically, she's a real good friend of mine. She's the sister of a good friend of mine. And she was, um, her job on set, I don't know how she got that job, was to be kind of the personal assistant of Hugh Jackman. Really? Yeah. What did she say about it? That he was super kind, super sweet person, super interested in, I don't know, local culture and what's going on there, etc. That's awesome. I can believe that. The whole some Hugh Jackman stories you want to hear. <laughs> he seems like, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, totally. I feel like I feel like he's a very divisive actor. I feel like people either love him or they hate him. You know, in terms of him, like I think he was perfect for Wolverine. Yeah, you know, sure. that's just that's just that kind of role that he's just perfect in. Like Logan's a great movie and all the Wolverine stuff. Yeah. Like love it or hate it, he's pretty good in that role. But then you have this like whole other comedy musical side of him, you know, yeah. like, um, there's Les Mis, of course, which is really highly debated if it's good or not. But then there's this, what's the one that like about the, I think it's like the Barnaby, not Barnaby, the, the circus, the one where he's doing the circus, Yeah, the greatest show, the greatest, uh, there was something the with greatest Barnaby. showman. I think it's the greatest showman. Something like that. Yeah. And I didn't even see that, but I, I, that's another thing too, where like, I feel like that just bombed and left the yeah. the ethos. And then you see some people who are just in love with the music and love like the whole story of it or whatever. Yeah. But it's like the semi true story of the real, oh man, what's that circus? The something brothers, the bar, 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 Barnsey, bar, Barble. I don't remember. 
I, I, I want to say Beverly Brothers, but that's... An, it's something like that. But Beverly Brothers is a David Bowie song. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's probably not the circus guys. But you no. never know. You never know. But I remember I saw that movie. Yeah, go ahead. Baker Boys? No, that's another movie. No, I think it's like the Bar- Barnaby... Barnable... <laughs> but the Barnable Brothers. The, Barn- the Barnable Gargle Brothers. <laughs> I don't remember. No, but I haven't have not seen uh, Eddie the Eagle. I mean, it's not a great movie. Yeah, I, but it's, I, I expect it's cool that. to see. It's cool to see Oberstdorf in there. Yeah, but the weird thing is, they've been shooting in Oberstdorf, um, and made Oberstdorf look like the the Olympic facilities of Calgary in Canada from 1988. I guess. Oh, that's where the, where the yeah. location was supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, okay. so Oberstdorf really doesn't look like Oberstdorf back in the day, but they, it was the set to look like what Calgary looked back then. I'm surprised that Oberstdorf allowed them to not only shoot in general, but to change things or like, you know, set dress things for a film. Just, I mean, of course, everyone loves publicity and I'm sure the city got a lot of money to do it, but I feel like your hometown is very like it's hard to build new buildings it's hard to get zoning it's hard to like do anything progressive there because they're like no this land is ancient it's traditional it's respected and like there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like it's very hard for i'm surprised they could shoot a movie there basically yeah you you must not underestimate the factor of it's a movie about ski jumping yeah i mean they do love that thing plus publicity yeah everyone loves publicity but um it's good publicity for tourism and Oberstdorf. Yeah, that's true. Lives of tourism. That's true. That's the same kind of reason you could say that they um, will host the Nordic um, World Championships this winter, mm-hmm. which doesn't quite work out because there's um, they're going to host the Nordic World Championships. Yeah, the yeah, like ski jumping, cross country skiing, and Nordic combination. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, they already had that back in 2005. Mm-hmm. They were hosting it and they host it again. Um, and their goal is basically for the region that this brings a lot of publicity. I don't know, great views, great mountains, great facilities. Mm-hmm. People watch it on TV. Hey, let's go on holiday there. Do you think that the people from the town freaked out when they saw like? Because I know there's that. There's two cinemas in Oberstdorf. Yeah. There's like that one Kino, which says the great restaurant. Yeah. Right. And then there's like the smaller one. Yeah. Do you think they both just loved playing that movie in the, in their own cinema? I'm totally sure. They must have been like, oh, it's uh, 18 weeks I, in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to know the, the, the smaller one. Mm-hmm. Um, there are not a, what do you call it? Program Kino? I don't know. They have no deal with um like no distribution deal yeah distribution it's deal. not like okay you gotta play this movie from week x to week y oh wow okay but they, they can just play choose a they lot want. of movies yeah exactly oh that's awesome and say the and and but that le- also leads to that they play a lot of movie movies for um for like years the the original french movie what's the english title in germany it's ziemlich beste freunde Almost it, friends. I don't. Is it the one with the the black guy who takes care yeah, of the guy exactly. in the wheelchair? I think it, I think they call that the something like in, Invincible. Yeah, but you know the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they played it for like 
They remade it in America with Kevin Hart and Brian yeah, Cranston. Super bad. Yeah, that's a bad idea. But but a kind of a weird combo. Weird combination. Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. No, but um, yeah. they played that movie for like two years. Really? In that cinema, yeah. Because, it, I mean, it must have just kept selling, right? Yeah. That's why. I mean, if, if I could run my own cinema and I could play anything I wanted, yeah. that's hard. To, that's, uh, that's actually really difficult, I think, to not have those. I mean, of course, you don't want all the rules, but... No. If I had my own cinema and I could choose anything, I would probably play things that people wouldn't come keep buying every week. So it's funny how they can survive playing what they want to play. They're like, well, everyone here just loves this French movie, so I'm just going to keep as, playing yeah, it. Yeah, but I think as far as I know, they're financed um, by the um, community of Oberstdorf, by the, by the city. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. so they're... they're f- Funded by the people, yeah, anyway. As far so. as, as I know, if I was funded by the city, <laughs> man, I would have. Okay, Indiana Jones marathon. Yeah, Back to the Future marathon. Uh, the Matrix trilogy, <laughs> of course. Lord of the Rings director's yeah. cut over a whole weekend. Yes, sir. You know, like every weekend, uh, I would have. There's some cinemas that do like the. They do all eight Harry Potter films, like throughout yeah. a week. I love that too. I mean, I'm not yeah. like the world's biggest fan, but I think it's great to have a saga you can go enjoy in the cinema. Yeah. Star Wars. Or like playing all Bond movies in a row. Oh, all the Bond <laughs> movies? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mission Impossible. Yeah. I would do all of that. But talking about that, there is such a thing in Munich. You know, I bet you've been there, obviously. Museum Lichtspiele, yeah. cinema. With Rocky Horror Picture Show? They, pl- they play yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show all year. I know it's not just it's like every movie, weekend, right? Yeah, it's not just a movie. They make a, I don't know, more like... It's a whole experience. Yeah, experience out of it. But they have one um, one big room just... <laughs> just for that. Just for that. And they played... Crazy. Year in, year out. Have you been there like for the screening at Museum Lichtspiele? No, I've, <laughs> I've never I went. been... I went there. With, I went there. With, How was it? I went there with Efi and some friends. It was someone's birth, part of someone's birthday present, I think, or someone's just visiting. But um, I wouldn't say that we dressed up in like full drag, yeah. but we did dress up in that in that vein. Yeah, I wore a wig yeah. and like something kind of feminine, and someone else wore. You know, we had like makeup on and no. um, just like funny and like getting getting into it. And then you show up there. And when you get to the front, um, I mean, you walk in, they pretty much know what you're going to see. You know, yeah. it'd be funny if I walked in, I was like, um, I'd like to see Osage, August Osage <laughs> County or whatever. It would be super funny to, <laughs> to dress up and then go in there. Uh, yeah, two tickets, please, for uh, Transformers 3. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Um, or like, can we see Marriage Story? Just like a super serious family drama. Um, and... You, you go in and then they give you like a box or like you, you can, you can pay extra with your ticket yeah. for this box. And it's like, you get some snacks and a, a drink that comes with it. But then you also have, I think there's some, there's some festivities that take place in the film. Like there's some traditions where there's certain moments where you throw things at the screen or there's moments yeah. where you dance or you have something in your hand and they put all these little toys and like amenities with it. And then, uh, so we saw it and it was a pretty, have you seen it before? Yeah, I saw it before. It was it's really big in New Orleans. Like around Halloween, they always play it. Funny thing, I've never seen it, but I Dude. got I got the soundtrack on vinyl here. Uh, it's cool. I mean, the songs are great. Yeah. The songs are great. My favorite Rocky Horror Picture Show story. Um, well, just quickly to finish the one in Munich, we saw it, and there were some people in the crowd with us, and they danced yeah. and sang along, and it was really sweet and fun and cool. But 
the best Rocky Horror Picture Show experience I ever had was in New Orleans. I was in college and I was hanging out with um, like a kind of a new group of friends. Yeah. There were some people that I wanted to be friends with very much. They were like the cool kids in my opinion. And I was easing into that group. And then I had a couple of friends with me who I love dearly and I still like them, but they were a bit more shy, a bit more closed off. And I was getting to that point in my college life where I really wanted to like open up and explore and just be kind of scared and like exposed to things I hadn't seen before. And I was in that weird middle zone, you know, of change. Yeah. So I was with the, with the older friends and we met at this house party and the goal was that, okay, we're going to go to, I believe Tulane university. They hosted lots of cool free stuff. I saw stand-up comedy shows. I saw Mac DeMarco for free. Like they, they hosted all these great things there. It's all nice. It's a very wealthy school for lawyers and doctors and they host all this great stuff. So we said, okay, great. Oh, they're going to do a screening of Rocky Horror at the, at the auditorium. We should go. So of course, you know, we're having a few drinks and people are partying and eventually it's time to go. So we, maybe it's like a midnight screening or something. So we're all a bit tipsy and we're carrying drinks over in a bag and we, we go on the campus and you see all these people in crazy costumes uh, walking over to the auditorium. And when you get there, it's like a, like an animal house, man. It's wild. There's it's it's really crammed with people and in this corona world i can't even remember this <laughs> feeling right now but it was so crammed with people and it was like sweaty and humid and people are all in like you know dripping makeup and wigs and drag and heels and fingernail polish and and everyone's drunk and it's this crazy crazy vibe you know this fun college spirit like anything could happen yeah and we we got in and immediately, once we got to our to our seats in the auditorium, one of the girls that we were with just drank too much too early, and she just hunched over in her seat with her head between her legs, and she didn't get up until we left. She, <laughs> but at least she got up then. At least she didn't die. Yeah, <laughs> she just leaned over, and she just hunched, and she just fell asleep like with her shoulders on her knees, just like that. But we made sure she was okay, and then we had a few friends, and then the show was starting. And the coolest thing was it was projected on this big screen and since it was an auditorium uh there was a stage in front of the screen yeah and then people came out in the exact costumes of the movie and were on the stage acting out the scenes with the movie live on the stage i had never seen that before that's crazy so it's a play and a movie at the same time it's like a cover band but you show the original music video oh, or a live or performance of the original band yeah <laughs> yeah, it's like a cover band performing like, yeah, exactly, like a Beatles yeah. video from the 60s or something, yeah. like, at the same time. <laughs> and it was so crazy. They had all the same dancing and the singing. And of course, everyone in the crowd is singing along and like chanting and going nuts. And I'll never forget, this is my favorite moment from the whole evening. My friend Derek, who was the most shy of all of us, was uncertain if he wanted to go. He was a bit like quiet, a bit reserved, but he had been drinking. He was having fun. And all of a sudden, somewhere about halfway through the show, people from the stage start um, coming out into the audience and interacting with the students, right? Yeah. And some girl who's wearing like this weird stripped off like leather bra thing with like a white silky shirt that's all sweaty hanging off her shoulders. She comes over to him and she... And he's, he can tell like in his eyes that he's really drunk, but he hasn't like broken free yet. But when she comes up to him, she has this uh, whipped cream can, you know, this like, can, like thing. Yeah. She takes it and she just goes, goes up to him and she says, do you want whipped cream? And he's like, uh, 
yeah. And he opens up his mouth for her to squirt it in, but she squirts it between her breasts right there, like on the bra line, Mm -hmm. pushes them together around his face. And then he, it's like at a strip club or something. (laughs) And he just like kind of goes like, (laughs) comes out and he's like, this is awesome. (laughs) He takes off his shirt. And he stands on the seats and whips his shirt around like it's on like a helicopter. And I was like, Derek has found himself. It was amazing, man. I'll always attribute Rocky Horror to that evening. I loved that night so much. It was so much fun. Believe that. That was such a good one. Oh, man. But I can't believe you haven't seen it before. Like, ever? No. Oh, man. But then again, we've had these conversations. But about, I was introduced to it as a form of, I don't know, musical. Right. And I really hate musicals. I really I hate them. So, or maybe it's a bit paradox because I played in the kind of big band for two musicals. Mm-hmm. And that was super fun because the arrangements were super fun. We, we had a great band, mm-hmm. a, a few very. Um, talented guys and girls in the brass section. Yeah. Um, some strings, etc. Like, huge band, and that was super fun. But I and we get and they they um they filmed it kind of professionally, and I didn't even find um <laughs> uh I I didn't even watch that i didn't even get to watch a replay of the musical i was part of just because i hate musicals so much oh, well you were scarred when you were young so funny of course, thing little yeah. shout out um mm-hmm. here m94.5 has a new podcast which is about musicals and you will not be listening to it <laughs> actually it is a great podcast <laughs> oh what's it called it's called uh, zweitbesetzung okay it basically translates to to second cast Okay. Like on Broadway, they have you, don't, you not only have one cast because you play so many shows. Oh, you have yeah. Kind of a backup you have, cast. You have like what do you the, call it? Like the understudies or the stand-ins or. Um, yeah, you have like you have like the varsity and you have the junior varsity, like with sports. So you have like the main players and then you have yeah. the ones that rotate in. Exactly. To keep the first exactly. ones from getting too and tired. The, the gag, uh, the, the joke only works in German because there are two people, zweit, Besetzung. Oh, okay, okay. That's the thing. And in their trailer, they already um, spoke up to people like me who really hate musicals. And they have a great idea and uh, great storytelling and great journalistic, music journalistic um, points of it. But I still hate musicals. But wait, does it? Okay. But how many musicals have you seen? I don't love every musical, but there's obviously some amazing ones. Okay. Have you ever seen uh, The Wizard of Oz? Huh? The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. You hate it? I wouldn't say I hate each single musical I've seen. Okay. I hate the form itself. Okay. Well, have you seen... Oh, okay. Well, does Broadway count? Or no? You just don't like filmed musicals? No, also also in like... What about like Hamilton, for example? Hamilton's technically a musical production. Yeah. Do you don't like, I mean, you don't have to like Hamilton too. There's only, enough people who like it already. I, know, I, I think it still would be a different experience if I would have ever been to Broadway and had seen Hamilton seen there. Live, yeah. I accept that totally. That's fair. I've seen uh, a yeah. kind of screened version, and it was like still, yeah. You saw the Disney Plus, like the the original one with the original cast. Mm-hmm. 
And you didn't care for it so much. I don't know. I I liked it more than I thought I would. Yeah. I, I went in thinking, oh my God, everyone won't shut up about this play. It's probably going to be so cheesy because yeah. it's going to be like the Big Bang Theory, How I Met Your Mother. Of, of musicals. Yeah, it was like great. Yeah. The You know, the the top cream, whatever yeah. of musicals, but it was great. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. I mean, in, in my opinion, in musicals, um, you could take great writers, great actors, mm-hmm. great musicians and great, great, um, uh, great people for, 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 for writing the music, etc. But still, I don't know. In my experience, obviously I don't have seen every single musical and, Maybe I've missed out on, on on this experience of really being in a in a in a great production with a great cast, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, but in my opinion, they if in this combination of acting and playing music mm-hmm. and singing, there's they they never make it to take the best out of every single world. It's always kind of a compromise that I don't like. I see what you're saying. Like, you know, like the, the, the music can be great, but maybe the acting is not going to be so good then. Yeah, that's one point. Plus, um, I don't know. In 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 some in some musicals, you have a great storyline and you have great actors, mm-hmm. and then and they can I don't know they 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 really create some tension and get get to get to to point or you might have a plot twist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's great storytelling, great acting, whatever. And then comes a mediocre song. I'm super fucked up by that. I don't want to have that. Just tell me the story and give me the music <laughs> afterwards. I mean, for sure, in some musicals, that's bound to happen. That's bound to happen. Yeah. Plus, what what really might be a thing with that, and I know that is basically not real, musicals but i don't know i don't want to see one more performance of cats for example oh well come on man like no one's forcing you to go go watch cats yeah. you know <laughs> but i will not do it I, I i can't stand it but you but you didn't go see the floppy cinema one so when have you when have you been forced to watch cats <laughs> who held I've you never, who I've held never you really down been, i've never really been forced to obviously <laughs> But, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Want you just don't want anyone else to watch Cats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody, Memory, no, nobody has to watch Cats on this planet. <laughs> Plus, what really fucked me up already as a child <laughs> is, is Disney movies. Uh, and you might not. Come on, The Lion King has great you songs. Not, yeah, yeah, but you, but I, I, I started to like it a bit more when I was old enough to watch the original versions. Because I'll tell you one thing, the songs in German are so oh, fucking awful. I didn't understand you, what you meant at first, but you meant, you saw, of course you only saw the dubbed. Obviously. Were, of course, yeah. I, I, was, I mean, as a child, obviously you see the dubbed version. Yeah, yeah, of course. And the only, the only um, one that really was great, in my opinion, Lion King was great, obviously, but the, the songs are still so much better in English. The only one where they really made the effort to make great songs out of it in the dub version was Jungle Book. Oh, really? That one is really nice. That's cool. Like, like King Louis' uh, song is amazing in German and in, in English. That's awesome. Um, but there were so many. Do, do you know? I, I think I did see Jungle Book in German because of the school job. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. King Louis' song is yeah. really cool. Um, and who, and the, who's the, um, 
Not Baloo? The bear? Baloo. Like, ja. um, es mal mit Gemütlichkeit, mit Ruhe und Gemütlichkeit. Gemütlichkeit. <laughs> that one was great. But um, I don't know if you, if you know uh, the Disney movie, I don't know the, the English title. Something like Bear Brothers. It's a movie. Yeah. It's not that old. It's I like don't know. It's probably a different name. Early, early 2000s. Bear, Bear Brothers. I gotta look it up. Um, no, I don't know that. It was called Brother Bear. No, I don't know that. Um, the problem with it. <laughs> Phil Collins made the soundtrack. That's a problem on its own, but Phil Collins did not only do the songs in English. No, Phil Collins himself did the German versions of the songs. Okay, that's bad. And that one, it is a super s sweet movie. You, you definitely got to see it sometime. Uh, latest, when you, when, you, when you get kids, it, it is a great movie. Um, it's about two um, like Native American brothers mm -hmm. long time ago. It's animated. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like it's. Yeah. No. It's it's still a, a drawn movie. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Animated. Um. So so not computer animated. Right. Um. From two thousand three, and um, one of them I don't know. I just sum it up in my own words now. One of them is is a bit <laughs> older and is really, I don't know. Is not treating animals right, etc. Okay. Obviously, they they live in this great landscape, looks something like Alaska or something. Um, and so the gods turn him into a bear, and he doesn't get along. <laughs> okay. And then his brother wishes to be a bear, and um wants to find him, etc. And it's amazing, amazing journey, okay. amazing storytelling, okay. really sweet, partly really sad story, but sure, great. But then there's Phil Collins. Phil fucking Collins. Now wait a second. Now wait a second. Before, <laughs> before, we, uh, before we put Phil Collins on the ringer here, did you ever see Tarzan? The cartoon Tarzan from Disney? Um, Tarzan? Yeah. How do you spell it? T-A-R-Z-A-N. Tarzan of the Jungle. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Phil Collins did that too, and that's amazing, man. Come on. Yeah, but I don't love Phil not, Collins. Yeah, but, but, also, but Tarzan was great. His music was great for that. I think he won like 11 Academy Awards or whatever. Yeah, but still the German version sucks. <laughs> you know, actually, that, that's a cool... That's Things a, get worse when you try to translate them in German. That's Often. fair. <laughs> that's a good. That's actually a topic that uh, um, my friend Chris had been asking us to bring in, but I kept forgetting to, to write it down. But here's the perfect segue into that. He was saying, uh, he's a German guy, and he was like, um, you know, what's really interesting to him is how all these famous artists back in the day, like Bowie and the Beatles yeah. and apparently Phil Collins, would sing their own popular songs with their own voices yeah. in German. So yeah. you have like like the Beatles, like for people who, who don't know this, because I actually did not know yeah. this, is the Beatles would actually sing their greatest like early 60s pop hits have you ever listened in to German. It? There's yeah. only like an EP. It's crazy, man. It's like, crazy. Like, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, sleep the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy to hear that. And the, and uh, David Bowie, he sang Heroes yeah. in German. That's it's crazy to hear that. That's actually quite new, and it's super bad, because they did that for an, for an uh, Nike 
advertisement. Oh, that wasn't an, that wasn't the old. He didn't do that he, back he, in the day. He all, already did that back in the day, but oh, did okay. kind of a new version of it. Oh, okay, okay, I didn't know that. With obviously it's a cover version then, because when did David Bowie die? A few years ago. Yeah, um, he died at least maybe ten, not, no, ten or nine something years about ago. Two thousand eleven, twelve, yeah, something like that. But. Um, but uh, but this but this like artist singing in German. I think that I think that is kind of an interesting. Oh, two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. Damn, it feels like. Oh, you know what? Because I had this memory in my head of being in my friend Ben's house in New Orleans in like two thousand eleven, and that was when Bowie released his last album. Ah, uh, we were talking about it because I was like, yeah. I was like, how is that record? And he was like, yeah, it's okay, it's not his best. And then so later he died. Okay, um, but. Do you, I mean, why would, why did they do that? Because, I mean, there's so much, there's so much native English music that is popular already. Yeah. Since forever in Germany, at least forever since they let it in. But I think it's crazy that they just actually sang the other lyrics and they don't really do that anymore. You don't hear Bieber being like, (laughs) you know, like, and shoot it gone, and shoot it (laughs) gone. You know, you don't hear that anywhere. (laughs) It's too <laughs> you don't hear it. So why did they do it then, and why did it change? I or imagine Tim Parler. Es fühlt sich an, als ob wir rückwärts gehen. <laughs> Immer nur rückwärts gehen. I don't even know what song that is. <laughs> Which one is that one? It feels like we only oh, go Oh, rückwärts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, imagine if they still did that yeah. today. I mean, imagine if. Imagine if. All right. Imagine if I had a song. Let's say, for example, Bisto Mainz, Bisto Mainz. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if I had if I had a song like The Crooked Rail or something, and imagine it, it got to that sort of level. Yeah. That back in the day, I would have to sing it in German, maybe Italian. I don't know. Did they did they only sing in German, or did they sing in other languages too? I mean, with Bowie and the Beatles, it's obviously because they had these connections. The Beatles had their time in Hamburg for like, you know that they've, they've yeah, been of Hamburg. course. Bowie lived in Berlin, so obviously there's that connection. Did um, Queen do anything in German? And they because I know Freddie lived in Munich a long time. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I know about Queen, but yeah. Plus, was there any? There as far as I know, I've, I've 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 read something about this. Um, with some artists, I guess, yeah, most in the 70s and 80s, there has been kind of a marketing gag of the music industry to. I don't know to to sell an artist's music to to people or to 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 populations that speak another language to kind of make the um to make them feel more connected with their favorite artist or whatever. Right. Plus, you must not forget that back then, um, I mean, like so many more people worldwide speak and understand English today than I don't know in the Especially in, in countries like Germany. Of course, yeah. And this like was like the generation or, or two generations before me. Right. You didn't really learn English in school or something. Of course. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. And so I think... But prob- do, you, do you think because they sang Ich liebe dich, ja, 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 that that was a much more popular song here than I love you, yeah, yeah, yeah? No, totally not. Totally I, was I, it like a gag? Was it them I being like, was, oh, we're going to sell like 10 more records or whatever, or 10 million because it's the Beatles? I don't know the, 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 the story behind the, the Beatles record, but I think it was more like a... I imagine it, or I'm not sure about this. I've read something about this maybe in the 
amazing John Lennon biography I've read, but could also be wrong, and I, I mix this up with with some other artists. But I pictured like they lived in Germany for or in Hamburg. Hamburg is in Germany, obviously. <laughs> they lived in Hamburg for like four years, two years, four years, whatever. Obviously, they played night in, night out shows there. Yeah, and I imagine like being a gag on stage, like okay. Let's, hey, let's hey guys, play. how do you say this? How do you say I love yeah. you? Let's, 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 yeah. Okay, and then let's play the chorus again in German, whatever. Yeah. And maybe out of that gag, some guy with the record studio came up and said, hey, don't you want to record this? Let's track it down, It'll guys. You'll sell, you'll sell That's more what records. That's what, what, what I think it was. Yeah. But it makes what, sense. I totally don't get the... To, to get back to, to Disney movies, mm. I totally don't get why they... Th why one would think... Uh, so... The thing is, I know that I am um, a part of a minority that really hates those German versions of um, these songs. There's bound to be people who hate the dub. There yeah. are so Ify many people she thoroughly hates who, 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 who love the, the dubbed songs. Um, well, when you grow up with it, too, that's, all, that's part of it, like... Yeah. I think you. I hate, already hated yeah. this as a child. Yeah, you already you hate <laughs> musicals because you were scarred by this group you yeah. had to do. So you always will kind of hate musicals a little bit unless you're just thoroughly convinced. Yeah. And I think when some people grow up with this, even if it's like kind of a shittier version of yeah. something, if they grow up with it, they're like, "Oh, but I had that as a kid." Yeah. You know, you're Plus, bound to I like it. I don't quite get why they made the effort. Like, okay, they 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 must have thought something like, okay, obviously this is a kids movie. German kids usually don't grow up bilingual. There's got to be a German dubbed version. Right. And so they might think, okay, let's also do the songs because it's for kids. But then I think, okay, even kids in Germany are exposed to radio. Where I would say, like, in Germany, at least 70%, 60, 70%, something of, that, of the music that's played on the radio. Right. Which you're exposed to as a child in your parents' car, right. in your parents' kitchen, whatever. Is English. Is English. Right. So why not keep the original? Why not keep, keep, keep the songs uh, in the original and mm. maybe put subtitles or whatever? Right, right. But then I think about, there's also this idea that, that if, you, if you read into um, what a lot of children's, uh, children's television and film writers, and if you look into like Pixar's history and Disney's history, like, What they want to do, the goal is for them to make movies that, of course, the kids will love. They're going to get absorbed in. They're going to buy the yeah. merchandise, of course, like Toy Story and, and, and Monsters, Inc. and stuff. But they also want to have, like, intelligent enough stories that are interesting and gripping for mom and dad to be able to rewatch over and over and over. Yeah. Like, if, if my future kid loves, for example, let's say, like, Finding Nemo. That's cool for me. I like Finding Nemo. <laughs> I don't love it so much that I'm going to, you know, buy a Nemo pillow and go to sleep with it every night. But if my kid did, I'd be like, that's cool. It's a good movie. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to like cry over it. Um, and I think they probably just thought, okay, it's going to be easier if we dub everything because some of the older parents, hey, let's say this is like 1991 or whatever. Um, you know, Lion King was 94. Yeah. So let's do everything in German, of course, because you're going to have some older parents who don't speak any English. Yeah. The kids are going to attach to it very quickly. And yeah. then the parents can rewatch it because it's a good story and they're not going to be held up by reading subtitles yeah. or. 
from a kids ma- movies it just from, makes from, sense. A, from a marketing's perspective i also see it because yeah. I, I see it with i don't know with with my with my um little siblings mm-hmm. because the german versions of the songs and they're even the lyrics there are kept more simple than in the english versions mm-hmm. so that a three-year-old a right. five-year-old whatever sings along i don't know right and for those little um kids when they're allowed to watch a disney movie the first time or whatever mm-hmm. this is a huge experience so i mm-hmm. remember being with my my little brother when he was four no he was five already mm-hmm. and it was his first time at the cinema and we were watching what was it um there was some pixar movie about a uh, about a, a snail that ended up being a race car or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm hooked. It's like like, like uh, uh, Turbo or something. That was the name. Turbo Little Snail or whatever. And it was a, it was a huge experience. <laughs> right. Um. And there he was totally flashed by it, etc. Um. And there were were no no songs in it. But I also I don't know my 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 little baby sister. Right. She's seen the. Ice Princess, what's that? Frozen. Frozen, that's the name. Essa, Essa. Uh, <laughs> obviously, she's seen that one. And after that, Everyone for weeks, she's been singing, I don't know. Let it go. Yeah, all of these songs. Sure, sure. Of course, you know my... Last is good! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, even my little my little niece, you know, she she's in love with Frozen, and she's always trying to... She's always either trying to watch it or she has like a little Elsa dress. So she wears it all the time. Yeah. And I think like, of course, I don't love every song in Frozen, but I think the story is good. It's one of those things again where it's like, okay, they want to watch Frozen for the 11th time. At least there's something there with like Olaf and like there's some humor there. There's enough to make it interesting for the adults to, you know. Um, no. But... Yeah, but I, I still I still like it because it's still an original movie. Because what I really hate about I don't know what Disney does these days is just producing new versions of the stories. Because that's the next marketing level, like repeating okay, stories. You've been a a, a a child in the nineties. You loved Lion King. Bam! Here's a new version. Oh, I but see. But we got 3D animation and whatever, but right. still there are uh, new songs and whatever. Right. So your kid can watch this and you will also watch it. Even like the live action. Dude, yeah. with my girlfriend, I've been to Lion King plus Aladdin. Right. And obviously we don't have a kid. Right, right, but right. But she's like, yeah, but I loved oh. that, that movie as a child. Sure, same. We saw, the same. We saw both ah, in theaters dude, too. So By the way, Or Aladdin. The Jungle Book. Jungle Book was the first one they redid. Uh, I didn't see that because I, I, because I, I really was protesting that because I was... Like, no, this is <laughs> such an amazing movie, and I don't want to ruin my image of it. T- that's What's fair. your favorite Disney movie of all time? Oh, man. <laughs> um, well, I'd say, like, that's, it's not easy to answer that because of how much it's changed in the last 30 years. First thing that comes to your mind. Without first, first one that came to mind when you asked that because of what I watched the most as a kid, if we're just talking about Disney animations, was Aladdin. Yeah? You say Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. Aladdin. That was the first one where I was like, man, I love Aladdin. I was in love with Jasmine. I thought she was a really cool progressive princess. Yeah. 
you know, she didn't have to wear a, a big dress and like just be like looking for a man. She was looking for independence. And Robin Williams was my hero. I loved him as the genie. And Robin Williams was a genie in the original version? Famously. Yeah, dude. Dude, I didn't know that. Oh, man. Robin Williams. Because I've only seen the Duck version as a child. Well, you still, see the problem. Wait, but you've still not seen the original. No. Dude. Because I've... Dude. It's so good. <laughs> because I have not re-watched every single movie I liked as a, as a child. Oh, man, I've got to add this to your like laundry list of <laughs> movies to watch. Yeah, you, you already... Um... Man. Yeah, the original, the original Aladdin is so... Great. I mean, of course, you you know the songs already, but when, yeah. you, when you hear like the genie, when you hear like just the humor out of Robin Williams' yeah. voice, it's so natural. It's so yeah. Great. And then it's 2018, and like, okay, Robin Williams is dead. Mm-hmm. Best we can do is oh, Will Smith. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and you know what's funny too is I saw the I saw the remake of Aladdin, and I went in with pretty low expectations. In the first, I don't know, the first 15 minutes before we meet the genie, I was pretty disappointed. Even though I had came in with low standards, I was like, okay, if, you know, the songs are good, but they're a bit too, it's all good. They're a bit too, like, auto-tuned, like a bit too perfect. Yeah. The same issue they had with Beauty and the Beast. It was too, like, oh, like perfect mm-hmm. auto-tuning weird. And, but the dancing was, you know, impressive. and st- It was all impressive and stuff, but it just wasn't, like, gripping. But then when Will Smith showed up, I was like, well, here it comes. Now it's really going to just, now it's just going to go downhill. I'm not going to be able to watch that. I'm going to have to leave, you know? And it ended up that he became the most interesting part of the movie. And I ended up liking him a lot because the rest of the movie was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know? Because Will Smith hadn't done anything great, I mean, since maybe I Am Legend. He he was on a roll for a long time, you know? He had, uh, of course, the Men in Black trilogy. Yeah. I am legend, uh, uh, I robot. Yeah. And then he just kind of, it's a lot know. of bad movies. Yeah, he, he became like very nepotistic it, about his children and yeah, there was Scientology a, and <laughs> it's weird. There was one that was quite okay. I don't remember the whole plot, but it was something about him having a tree in his garden and every time a leaf falls off, he... He loses a year of his life or something. Wait, like was that? this like? Oh, well, he did. Oh, Pursuit of Happiness was also good, and Seven Pounds. I don't remember the name of that movie, but that was, that was, the other that two was good, okay. But so the original Aladdin, which is a great movie, is your yeah. favorite Disney movie of all time. Okay, that's, a, that's like, a fair choice. Yeah, like Gun to My Head, it was like okay, that was the one I watched the most, but except for maybe The Lion King, I really liked that too as a kid. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Robin Hood. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know. When it comes to this movie, I, I really like the, the, the old ones because I also feel like... Who was that guy? Um, regarding that I've seen the dub versions, like I also mentioned with Jungle Book, mm-hmm. which is one of the oldest, if not... I don't know. Um, I'm listening. That I, I think, or for me, it feels like <laughs> they really put more work into dubbing it. Into the into the Robin Hood. Oh, I just I, I just started to interrupt you, but I just this but play music. play the song, yeah. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. What a day. Oh, oh man, that's so great. That's so um, that's like I forgot this guy's name. 
Oodalali. I used to have an album. Oodalali. <laughs> I literally had to type it in like that. What is his name? Oh, that's going to kill me. Roger Miller. Roger Miller. Man, yeah. I used to have an album of his songs, and they're all nice. like this. They're, a lot of them, of course, are from Robin Hood, and he has a few others, but they're just this like beautiful, simple, folky country yeah. picking, and this crisp, like rich voice, and like simple lyrics. And the sound effects they have, love it. they have back then, like just as the little splash we heard. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, that one was, was so great. Also, because um, when, I, when I rewatched it when I was older, and you started to think about which obviously doesn't work with a lot of other um disney movies that um that work with uh with animals right it's like this um transferring okay which and if you if you know the original robin hood story which um animal impersonates which character in robin hood oh like robin hood being a fox that actually makes a lot of sense, yeah. Did you did you like Robin Hood Men in Tights? Did you see that movie? The Mel Brooks movie? Um You would know which it. Which one was that? It's the the Because they live live action comedy with Carrie Elways and I think Dave Chappelle was even in it. It was from like the early nineties or late eighties. Not sure about that. Okay. I don't think so. Okay, okay. Add it to the list. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those like big rolodex like yeah it's something we could do for instagram oh create a God, big man. list of movies i gotta see dude the the, inst the comment list would just go <laughs> on and on and on and on and on um but just to change the pace slightly yeah i have a lot of news man yes and to close this because we started with um my podcast and open stuff and ski jumping etc oh my god just right that was like 40 this, minutes this ago man. yeah sorry how it was it uh 40 yeah, like 40 minutes ago. Okay, so you go um, ahead, finish that, sorry. Yeah, just to, to, to close that, because I, I don't like um, starting so many stories without closing it. Um, you started with video, we posted with the podcast, and we talked about um, my, my co-worker who does it with that, and it's about, about the, the different perspectives. So you have on the one hand, Vincent, mm -hmm. this Olympic champion, this active athlete. Um, you have her, who has been a junior athlete, who Karina gave, was a junior athlete. Karina, yeah. That's cool. Um, a biathlete. So like running and shooting. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. For biathlete in English would sound like yeah, she likes boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Like she has like dual skills or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And she gave up so much in her youth. Um, and that's also what the, the latest episode is about. She gave up so much in her youth um, and sacrificed so much for her dream to become a pro mm -hmm. but in the end with 19 and she moved away from her hometown with 14 years old and had to move in with her coach which was kind of weird etc that's weird and stuff like that um because she doesn't come from a place where you can do winter sports i see um much like eddie the eagle and basically um <laughs> she yeah that this might sound too harsh but she she failed she just was not good enough to make it to the world cup etc um, and we talked about um, how harsh it can be for kids who sacrifice so much at a very young age yeah. with like, I don't know, in their early teens. And then just to realize when they're adults, okay, this did not lead to where I expected yeah. it to lead to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so we have her perspective being 
and she so she, after her her A levels she was a pro for one year then she she quit because she realized she just um will not make it just she she's an ex athlete who has lived through much he's an an active athlete who has achieved um quite a lot and is still That's going awesome. strong mm-hmm. uh, and i am a sports journalist and those are the three perspectives on it that's very cool how many episodes do you guys have right now today we released the third episode number three and okay. every tuesday there'll be a new one that's cool now. if you're a german speaker and you're into winter sports listen to ski happens she happens yeah that's a just great, to, great to, name. to close that one mm-hmm. um and then because I already hmm, heard a little bit about you great news. I've only heard all about Do you want to share it? Uh, yeah, so I can go ahead. I, I think I can basically, I think, yeah, I can go ahead and say, because I don't know all the specific terms about it yet, but starting in late January or early February, if you follow me or this show, of course, we're going to advertise everything when you, you know, when everything's confirmed. But basically... Around the end of January or early February, I'm going to have my own radio show on Ego FM. Who needs a soundboard for a podcast? <laughs> it's going to be, uh, yeah. So basically, I, you know, I was looking for some work and I, um, my friend Sandra is a fantastic journalist over at Ego FM and she, we Help. mentioned her before, I guess. Yeah, she's she's she uh, just won the, the this huge the German uh, prize. the German Radio Award. Yeah, that's for her right. show Chelsea Hotel. That's right. Didn't she just interview Marika Hackman? Could she be. just talked to Marika? She Hackman. interviews a lot of great people. And- <sighs> yeah, Future Islands, like everybody. Um, she's she's amazing, and she, her, and I have been friends for a while. And I I wrote her like I had also wrote you about maybe anything at M ninety four point five. So I wrote her as well and said, you know, I'm, I have experience for a year now or so with the podcast, of course, recording myself at home with, with other things, with music projects, and just said, hey, do, do you know anything going on at this station that would work? And she said, well, I, you know, I don't know much of anything, but I can help you build a nice, like your, build up your CV. So she helped me build it up like for radio, like uh, putting things in a certain direction. Yeah. And then she sent it in. And then uh, this lovely guy, Fred, who is uh, one of the bosses over there. Um, hit me up and said, hey, I, I heard your music. I heard this show, Artsy Fartsy. He likes it. Nice. And he said he wanted to... That's super nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He, he's he, like, we're, he we're still just, just such a little stu- uh, show. Yeah. Just doing it for for the sake of our own mental health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a chance for us to hang and for our moms um, to know that we're alive. To, to get positive <laughs> feedback from such a big radio personality. That's awesome. It's great. Thank you a lot if you're listening again. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, basically Fred contacted me and said, I I liked everything and, um, I know that you're looking for some work. So I have this Sunday slot coming up later, uh, in 2021 where I would need a three hour show from 10 to one. Yeah. You would do like these certain styles of music, but I need someone who wants to tell stories and I'm looking for native English, which was really lucky for me. Yeah. Um, and he said, make me a, a test hour. So I said, okay. And last week I was visiting my, um, uh, parents-in-law and yeah, I brought all my equipment with me and I sat down one day and they sent me this file of all the music they wanted me to choose from. They said, you know, you don't have to use this, but this is something to go off of. Yeah. They sent me maybe like 40 songs 
and uh, they said, make, make us an hour. So I looked at their timeline. They sent me this, this uh, sheet that basically broke down how things should flow and break and stuff. And I followed it the best that I could, but I told them up front that I just basically made the show that I'd want to hear and tried to follow it, but wasn't killing myself over it because it's just a test. Yeah. And I made a show with um, just the just the way that I would imagine you'd hear it on the radio. I talked as if I already have the show. I introduced it as, you know, this is your American Sunday special here on Ego FM. I'm your host, Jordan Prince. And I told some stories about New Orleans. Um, I, I referenced this idea that like the show is in an American diner on like the Nevada interstate somewhere. And nice. on Route 66, you pull over, there's the jukebox, you got your fried eggs, your bacon. Your... You, you did play all your cliches again. Of course, I did it. I did it because that's, that's like, I think there isn't this kind of radio show in Munich. You know? Yeah. I mean, at least not in Munich. And... Um, yeah, so I did the show what in a comfortable way for me. I tried to be like in some moments kind of earnest, in some moments kind of funny, a bit like this show, and um, put the music in a certain order that I think worked really nice. And then I sent it off to him, and they uh, he listened. And the next day he wrote me and said he loved it. Nice. He said he loved um, how I talked about the music, um, how I talked about my my personal stories with friends and family and stuff, and wants me well basically says i want you to do the show but i'm also i'm going to do a second um i would say less of a test hour but just a second show because he's going to send me like the the um you know these terms like the jingles the openers yeah like all this radio is radio all sounds. These, these elements elements exactly yeah so his producer is going to send me those i'm in german regularly you call it verpackung the Verpackung. Sendungsverpackung. Yeah, he's going to send me the Sendungsverpackung. 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 It would also be a great name for the show. Welcome back to the Sendungsverpackung. <laughs> the Sendungstabacker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just make another, I'll make another one for him. And then, um, yeah. So, I, you know, I, of course, I'm trying to find more work in general right now. But I'd say that's a great place to start, man. Dude. I'm really happy about that. I'm really excited to do that. I think that's like in addition, you know, cause it's great exposure also for this show and for my own music, but more than that, it's, it's a chance to actually make a living in something that I really enjoy doing. Yeah. And that's the best thing I could ever ask that's for. That's also what I, I felt when you, when you told me those news, um, because I also thought a little about it and, and yeah, this could be great. And I think as far as I can say from a, um, so me also, working in radio um did a quite an amazing job here hosting this show Thanks, um man. and obviously because i think we would not do this anymore if you would not really if love this if, yeah exactly if it didn't work or something um, or... plus i think this could be a real win-win situation for you and the station um for you as a mu musician to to promote yourself and the stuff you do etc um and also for the for for the station to to have this this very special show mm -hmm. and the show in english is something very special especially since it's, it's not progressive it's not them. like a, a pretty niche station right. obviously they're they're a bit niche regarding the music mm -hmm. um comparing it to a lot of other private radio stations that's a big big point right. so it's everything they do is al always uh, kind of a financial risk right right and so that's a big step Plus, it's not only Air Munich, it's like, I don't know, they have like five or six cities in south, southern Germany. I don't know it. 
but like Munich, Stuttgart, Nuremberg, whatever. Um, and yeah, and it could also be great for them because um, something I think German radio has lost since, I don't know, maybe 20 years or something is great music radio. Like mm. back to the roots. Right. So imagine back then having a DJ that is able to tell you a nice story and is able to tell you the next song is going to play right is the best you're going to hear today right and really makes you enjoy music yeah that, like, that's definitely something especially I especially to do. german german private radio has come to um in german you call it format radio has developed into something okay like okay a lot of snackable content and um do you know the feeling when you wake up and it's uh Christmas and your neighbors uh <laughs> I don't know just call us what's the what's the what's this, the sound effect of the day just call us blah, blah, blah. Win, win something here win something there mm-hmm. like this pretty this service orientated um radio right and hosting style of hosting um and not but too what to call it too too smooth already you know like Right. Not, it doesn't have not, as much like like you don't really feel the person behind the show. Yeah, as exactly. Much. And and um, and hosts play these roles, and everything sounds like the same. And they're trying not to hurt anybody with anything, and always find, try to find topic that could like it's about like snackable and relatable content. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you know the feeling when you wake up and work is shitty, but we'll bring you to the day. Um, mm-hmm. And to, to your fire and beer, whatever, and always this kind of thing. And I think there are a lot of people missing this more like you could say old fashioned um, style of yeah music radio. Do you know this pretty famous German radio, or you probably would know him as a TV host, Thomas Gottschalk? No, I don't he's a big know personality. Uh, like maybe I know his face. He's but... a, around seventy. He has this really long, curly, blonde hair. I think you've seen mm, his face before. Maybe. And he started the Bayerische Rundfunk in the 70s, I guess. And it's exactly what he did back then. Like, he was ch- choosing vinyls back then. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Playing music and had and played music he, has a, he had a passion about and wanted to share that. And that was the style of radio he did. And I think you could more legitimately bring that back because I think there are still so many people and it's also kind of the USP of, of Ego FM, like, What's their claim? Radio für Musik Entdecker or something like that. Like something radio like that. For, for people who like to explore new mu- music. And you could more legitimately bring back that t- um, type of radio if you have a musician doing the show. I think that's also like, something they, I am, they look for. Yeah. yeah, I am a musician. I have certain insights in, I don't know, songwriting, in recording, right. in performing. Um, and here's what I like. And here's what from my kind of expertise I can say about this. Right. This is why this song is awesome. Right. Go enjoy it. And maybe um, listen very closely. You might hear a little special, I don't know, bridge or something in this song or whatever. Right. right. Like this type of, right, like really making people understand and enjoy music mm-hmm. and not just playing what, I don't know, the big labels <laughs> flood you into your station. Okay, here's the top 40 hit. We have, yeah. you got to do this rotation. So like uh, the new... 
the new Dua Lipa single has to play like ah between f- five and and seven for the next three weeks. It has to play like three times or whatever. Right, right, right. No, yeah, just business. choose the music and make people enjoy it. And exactly, I think and just that's enjoying something radio again. You could really do. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, they, they, he basically gave me a good bit of freedom. He said he has a pretty specific ear for the kind of music that he wants played, and I will have to work with his. But do you like that that style of music? I think there's a lot of great opportunity in the stuff he wants to hear. He he didn't say uh, none of the genres he listed were things I didn't think immediately of great bands. Um, the cool thing is, so I'm, part of it is I'm I'm like compromising or, or collaborating with the music redaction team there. They're yeah. going to be, of course, researching the majority of the stuff he wants. Yeah, obviously. but he is giving me what I'm going to call the jukebox block, which is between like five and eight songs or, or whatever that I want. This is awesome. Which is amazing because I can choose it because I want to hear it because I'm passionate about it and I can talk about it. Nice. So it's going to be seven Jordan Prince songs and uh, one Big Lemois song. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me, Mr. Head of uh, Ego. Could we make it like 12 songs? <laughs> because I have 12 friends in mind, I would... Uh, I have 12 have friends some... who listen to the show. And, uh... <laughs> and uh, I got 12 songs from them. <laughs> it's pretty convenient. Maybe I could change And it. I also got this uh, great album. You might have heard of it. 12 songs for 12 friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically, I would play that album. I think it would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm really excited about it. Nice. Uh, it should, um, yeah, I'll do one more test hour, and then it should start uh, late January, early nice. February. But in general, I think we could say the the kind of yeah the it this is really a big uh does include a lot of music but the the style of music Igor and plays does match what you would totally li- like to hear on the radio totally yeah for sure they have i think i think um m- most of the time they're playing something that i dig anyway But of course, there is a handful of, of yeah. time that they play whatever yeah, they have sure. to, yeah, or whatever they want to play. Yeah. But I'm very thankful for that. And I'm thankful to Sandra as well. I don't know if she's listening, but I'm very thankful to Sandra. She's been this sort of beacon of hope and positivity and support in the last month or so. And uh, that means a lot, man. That's really great. This is all so awesome. Yeah. Let's take a little pee break and then I have another another cool story I want to tell. Nice. Guess who's back, 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 back again, 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 again. Fartus back. back, 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 tell Fart some friend. <laughs> Fart a friend. <laughs> Dude, I don't want you to get jealous because I'm not cheating on this podcast, Okay, but I have been asked to be a guest on another podcast episode Yeah, for the first time ever. That is amazing. That's the first time and that's really cool. Um... There is this guy named Thomas. He lives in Western Massachusetts and he wrote me because like it was so random. He found the new single I wish I hadn't got stoned on this SoundCloud playlist, which is funny to me because I always wait the I always wait a week after Spotify and and iTunes before yeah. I, before I release the singles on uh, SoundCloud because maybe I'll have like I don't know, a handful of streams on SoundCloud. Yeah. And as opposed to like whatever numbers are doing on Spotify, you and use SoundCloud more like to to upload 
songs privately to show it show it to labels exactly that's how you use soundcloud exactly and occasionally um there's like well there's one um soundcloud playlister who's not even so popular but he's just a really nice guy and he writes really nice reviews okay and i met him like i don't know seven years ago nice in terms of he's nice to the people he writes about or he writes good reviews uh both (laughs) okay (laughs) both (laughs) he writes he writes like really poetic beautiful if he likes the music he writes these poetic deep meaningful interesting reviews that i have like stuff that i really really remember thinking like wow that's that's quite the review but you know he's he's you know i don't know got a few hundred followers on there It's, it's nothing like a big channel yeah and um i had written to him about the new singles and he had you know reposted them and stuff Sometimes he writes a nice review and then I'll put them on my website. And that's what I do it for so I can have the yeah. nice review. Because it's nice that's that he cool. does that. Yeah, it's cool. And so a week after um, Stoned released, uh, we were talking and he was like, oh, you know, if you release um, Stoned on SoundCloud, I'm going to repost it and I can make a review for it. So yeah, that sounds great. So he reposted it on his page. And I don't know, it has, I don't know, like 10 or 12 streams on there or whatever. And this guy, Thomas, wrote me an email and he was like, hey, man, I came across your song on on this guy's playlist of all places. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, he said he had released music from his from his band or his project uh, in the past, maybe a couple of years ago or a year ago. And, and the same thing happened where the guy reposted it and he gets updates from that playlist. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's great. He said his band is called Niagara Moon, which is funny because we just off air just talked about my my friend's band moon mates and, and then another and band. then moon band who's another <laughs> friend of mine band uh niagara moon um i guess yeah they're they're a, a massachusetts band or maybe it's i think I, I checked out his instagram i think it might might be a solo project that he does with with friends but um he has a podcast with the same name niagara moon podcast okay where they have a guest on and they talk about from like beginning to end, they talk about an album that they love from some other artist. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny, dude. He nailed me down perfectly. He was like, um, here's what my podcast is. I'd love to have you on the show. And I would guess maybe you want to talk about a Mac DeMarco album. <laughs> and I, he's like, he's like, you know, I know you live in Germany. We can make the time difference work, but we'd love to have you as a guest on the show. And I was like, man, that would be great to like, be a guest on a podcast i've never been in that position before that's amazing that's really cool so he uh i wrote him back and i and said I would, but yeah. by the way yeah that's definitely not cheating on me i would also always <laughs> i was just joking i would always embrace that <laughs> if there are these opportunities sure i know thing. i know you would i was just kidding and he uh i wrote him back and i said yeah that that sounds great and i was like you pegged me perfectly i'd love to talk about salad days <laughs> from from head to tail salad days <laughs> nice. is like my favorite uh, one of my favorite records of all time. And then he wrote back and he said, yeah, that sounds great. That's a good pick. We haven't covered that yet. Um, that's a good one to talk about. And we landed the date. So we're going to record on December 12th. Nice. Um, I think I'm going to record in the evening and with him. And then I think it should come out around December 16th on the Niagara, N-I-A-G-A-R-A Moon, Niagara Moon podcast. So you can hear me as a guest on someone else's show. That's super cool. Pretty excited about that, yeah. Um, But talking about your single, um, being already one more week um, beyond, how do you feel about it? 
how are how the numbers if you want to talk about that uh the if you're comfortable yeah. about that yeah um, everything looks pretty good i mean basically um so we're recording this on tuesday you guys hear this on thursday so friday is the last day that it's going to be i mean who knows maybe cross your fingers it stays on this playlist another week but normally that never happens but as i've talked about on the last episode the song got picked up for a second week by some miracle on this huge spotify indie, playlist indie brand neu. that's right no so it's on friday it's the end of that second week and probably it's going to be taken off but because of that playlist the numbers are great yeah it's like for 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 me to be unknown uh to, but, to have done almost no marketing for it but just good. for for me uh as someone who has never uh released music and for our listeners mm -hmm. can you do you want to name a number or oh yeah sure of course let me i can just actually, just to have an impression to, to, to i mean what i can do is basically i mean so you have to you guys have to know like that, i don't know total streams or whatever right just would be interesting i can so i'll pull up my spotify for artists right now and i can look at um let's say all time so all time streams for let's see where this, this i are. wish by the way i really loved the animation for yeah. spotify Oh, the, the can, canvas, the loop. It's cool, right? I, I I don't use Spotify, so I cannot really enjoy it, but I saw it on Instagram, and it's super cool. Oh, man, you should really get on that. Um, okay, so for example, my... So my peak most streamed song... Of all time. Of all time is this acoustic version of Parade I did with Tim Hecking. Uh, we talked about that on the show because it got picked up some, by some playlists who played in cafes. Kaffeehaus Musik. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a German coffee house place. Yeah. So that was picked up uh, crazily, like completely by random. Okay. Uh, to some playlist, and that did really well, and that's still sitting at the top at 123,000 so total. That, total. And that's, okay. And that's really cool for someone like me who's yeah. never really had that much money for marketing. Yeah. Sure. Kind of an unknown. And you guy. didn't have a label at the time, you said, Ra. You didn't have a label then at all. Just under that is Fresh Ground from the same EP with Tim Hecking with 103,000. And that crossed 100,000 like a month ago okay. be because of this La Vagabonde Musique music. It's Australian. La Vagabonde Music um, playlist. It's these Australian guys who make YouTube travel videos, this couple. Ah, uh, yeah. And they asked me if they could have like the free licensing to use it for the video. They're mm -hmm. going to put it into their playlist. Their playlist has like tens of thousands of listeners. Okay. So this is organic, like 103, just over time, slowly growing. Yeah. And that's really, really, really cool. So with that in mind, those two being like somewhere between 100 and 130,000 being the yeah, most And I've they had, had quite some time for that. I mean, like this EP that's, was released in 2015, 16? That's a good note. Yeah, these, these, this EP is from 2015. 15, yeah. So that's five years and they're just over 100,000. So let's look at the new singles. So Crooked Rail's been out since May. Yeah. And it's at 62,000 already. That is amazing. Which is great. Yeah. Which is great. It's um, maybe in a few months, maybe by like February, it could also be at 100, who knows? But for May, so it's May 29th. But this so is only Spotify. June, July, August, September, October. So five months, six months, it's at half, over halfway of what my most streamed song is. Yeah. Which is really cool. But wait a second, this is mm -hmm. only Spotify numbers. This is only so Spotify me being, numbers. being an... an 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 Apple Music addict of your music of your music isn't 
um, represented there. It's not represented here. Okay, that's that's actually a good point. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, get, most of the people use Spotify, but there are still a lot of people who use other streaming platforms. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, so I don't even know what the Apple numbers are, or or Deezer or Pandora. I don't even know. Um, and for I wish I hadn't got stoned. Let's see. So all time streamed since mm, November thirteenth. So yeah. almost two full weeks. Right now, almost three full weeks. Almost three full weeks, yeah. Is 8.7 thousand streams, which is really cool. So in, in three what, weeks, 8.7 thousand 8. streams. Okay, yeah, yeah. So 8,700 yeah, yeah. something. Okay. Which is really cool because um, I really didn't put much marketing in this at all. Like the, we just released the video and the single on the, at the right time. Spotify put it into this playlist. And that's faster than Crooked Rail did. That's crazy. For the first two weeks. Yeah. And that's, that's really good. That's really, really good. Now we have this cool, like, design on there. And I think it's, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to expect. Yeah, and after you, this. You, you, you still got a um, Brignity account that you did not have the chance to promote your music live this year. And still, no concerts. Yeah. And still, because for a smaller artist like you, right. That is one of the, the, biggest push might be I the most say. important yeah in a way. the most important yeah and you didn't have this yeah. that year i think maybe what so maybe would help to like maybe what helped with crooked rail and with uh stoned was that on top of my normal marketing techniques that i do and now additionally with some stuff that the label suggested that we do uh, this was also the first year that i ever started using tiktok yeah and making videos that are just like kind of funny and stuff and I don't even necessarily mean stuff on I, the I showed platform. you the, the, ver the, 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 the version. With your sister. Yeah. That was great, man. I felt so honored. <laughs> I felt so honored that she did that. That was so funny. Yeah, because my, my, my older little sister was like, hey, I got to show you this. Our baby sister is so fascinated by this because she knows one word in this TikTok. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, for you, mm -hmm. seeing those numbers, especially for your new, new singles, what does that mean for you or what do you get out of this in terms of how do you i don't know how do you kind of value this does this show you okay working with this labeler pays off or are there other factors mm. that um that you think about that or how do you deal with those i have fresh a feeling, numbers i have a feeling that the numbers for stoned in particular might not have too much to do with the label at all. Okay. I think this song fits the particular zeitgeist of, Oh, it's a nice German word. <laughs> zeitgeist. I think it fits this particular zeitgeist of like, look, the last year, especially has been very tough. Yeah. It's a, it's it like in the ear, the song matches this kind of like indie compressed, catchy pop, sound that that is is kind of hitting right now and then also the context and the lyrics and the and the point of the song is very silly and funny and loose and like has no repercussions at all yeah so i think i think the song is just kind of flowing in this perfect way where it's like look this it's a great like rocky poppy track it's it's catchy it's dirty it's you know you can tell this would be fun live but also, it's just loose and It silly. already has been fun live. Yeah, well, 
No one remembers those days. <laughs> that was years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like for new listeners, I mean, I think they can they can hear the song, they can vibe with it. This this was the song that like a lot of people wrote me on Instagram. Friends wrote me, like people that I admire, musicians I admire a lot from New Orleans wrote me that this one just kept just stayed in their head. They kept listening to it. And I hadn't really had that in a while. Like I had that with maybe And I hadn't really got stoned in a while. And I hadn't really got stoned in a while. <laughs> but I just I don't know. It just felt like this is the right moment for this like little catchy, punchy, silly, funny, goofy yeah. song. You know, and yeah. I think that's why it's doing like yeah. I think eight thousand in, in in right now it's like two and you a half. You felt weeks. the momentum there. Yeah, I think it's just fitting this moment of like, look, we just want to relax and just enjoy something funny. Yeah. And then, you know, who knows? I want to also mention the the next single in February, but I think this just fits the moment right now. And I think Crooked Rail was also like this. I think it also did well in May because it, it, I think, well, there's two things. Crooked Rail has also done very well, but it did well slow, at a slower pace than this one. Yeah. Crooked Rail was maybe like after two and a half weeks, maybe like 5,000. And then it slowly, gradually just kept getting on different people's playlists. Yeah. Like different, like, uh, individual users' playlists and, and building up, yeah. like, for their 2020 playlist or whatever. And it was just, you know, it's a song about pretending to be happy. And this is when, like, Zoom was blowing up. People were doing these conferences and online meetings. That's and, what like, I wanted to mention because yeah. um, um, I really admire you and also especially the people who worked on uh, with you on this, especially on the videos, mm. um, also with the crooked rail, like fitting the zeitgeist. Yeah. Um, back then, the idea of, okay, now since a month or two, maybe it was roughly about a month, people are stuck at home, people are getting used, even people who did not do this before are getting used to doing video calls, conferences, whatever. Right. Let's, let's make art out of this. Let's create right. a video of this form of communication and that was awesome i love that idea too i really do and i i, I and the video is still awesome if you haven't seen it yet yeah but i wonder if there are people who like you and us enough to still <laughs> be here and <laughs> listen to this have not seen the video but if you if, maybe if it, if it happens know. that you have not seen the video to for the crooked rail uh single yeah. from may Go watch it. It's or or, awesome. if you, or if you have a friend who might like it. Yeah, sure. You know, if they've ever complained about like, oh, I have another Zoom call tomorrow and I just, I don't, you know, I'm rolling out of bed. I just I have to put my makeup on immediately and I just don't feel like doing it. And like, I'm, you know, I'm so tired and stuff. It just fits that whole, you know, that whole feeling. And this one is just, you know, we just got uh, a different president and Corona's crazy and yeah. it's just, hey. This is just a silly, goofy song. Just have a good laugh because you haven't had one in yeah. a few months, you know? Um, but then, like, on top of that, in in February, around the time that I'm going to have this new Ego show, will be the third single. Because, at, like I told you before, everything has been pushed back. Perfect timing, by the way. Which is cool timing. I can play it on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> Nepotism. <laughs> and, uh, or no, that's... No, what? Uh, there's nihilism is thinking nothing matters, and then there's... Are you still forgetting English words? All the time. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, the, so the third single is this song called Smiling Back at Me, and... Is this the, the title now? 
Well, it's, because it's I always, just know it as smiling. It's it's a bit like when you just say stoned. Okay, but the full title is smiling, smiling back and then, at me, and then parentheses. Uh, okay, back at me. Because the hook is like one thing I hate as a radio host, by the way, is parentheses. I realized <laughs> this today because you, I don't know, you have the outro of a song, maybe it fades out perfectly. Mm-hmm. And as a radio host, you can get on there and really catch the last tiny um, particles of the song mm-hmm. and go like, hey, this was, I don't know, make the marker with um, Little Doggy or something, whatever. Right, right. right. Um, little Doggy's <laughs> March. Mm-hmm. And then people have these song titles. It's like, uh, yeah, walking into the park. And then parentheses, parentheses. Another day at the park, lost in the woods forever, a fountain stream. Another day I didn't shoot myself or whatever. And you're like, right. how am I to call this? There's no catchy, the catchiness to yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I worried about that with, with Stoned because, of course, Stoned. Is, is a perfect way to summarize it, but it's not a song about... Like, yeah, but still, I wish I hadn't got stoned is a, is, a, is a catchy phrase because I always have this barrier in my mind. How do I spell... Hadn't? No. <laughs> <laughs> because I always had got stoned. <laughs> I don't even know what like hadn't is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, how to... to um, how the artist wants to have the part of the title within the I forgot the word again in parentheses yeah how to spell that like should there be a little break in between or is it still one oh, that kind of phrase that depends yeah. and it can really mm-hmm. um, be something different like um, and a lot of people or a lot of bands and artists I really love have this um, and like then there's a title this band, I really love you. You you know them as well. Car Seat Headrest. Oh, yeah. And they do this so often. I don't know. They have one so- song which is called 1937. And then um, something like, something with State Park. And then I imagine, okay, if I, in my job as a radio host, was on the air, how would I spell that? <laughs> like, okay, maybe there's a little gag in it. I don't get. Yeah, um, yeah, and but should it still be one phrase or one sentence or whatever? Yeah, or something total, totally different. You, you don't know how to like how to phrase yeah. it, how to make it flow. And I think and um, but the, the the funny thing is, I only um have this issue as a radio host, um as a as a listener when I open Apple Music or. I buy a vinyl right. and check the track list. I really like it. And the next thing is, mm-hmm. then they have this kind of titles, yeah. and then there are, are three other artists featured on that. How, <laughs> yeah. as regulars, how, how are you supposed <laughs> to do that? You're like, okay, this is Mac DeMarco with, and then like, with, uh, I don't know, this guy, that girl, and this guy, and the song's name is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's actually pretty accurate yeah, the song name was like Ugh. yeah <laughs> i was thinking like i never imagined how difficult it must have been for radio djs to play songs from the masterpiece record uh come on feel the illinois from sufjan stevens mm-hmm. it's hands down probably in my top two maybe my number one favorite album of all time 
And every single song title is like a huge statement or it's a big, um, uh, you know, exclamation of some type, except for one or two examples. There's like a song called Jacksonville. There's a song called John Wayne Gacy Jr. Yeah. But most of them are song titles like the Black Hawk War or how to demolish an entire civilization and still feel good about yourself in the morning. Or we apologize for the inconvenience, but you're going to have to leave now. Or I have fought the big knives and will continue to fight them until they are off our lands. That's a song title. One song. That's one song title. That's one song. Dude. Or the best one. Sorry, it sounds the, like four book chapters. The best one. The best one. <laughs> they are night zombies. They are neighbors. They have come back from the dead. Ah! <laughs> and that is probably one of the best songs on the album. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I know people like my mom are going to hear that and think that, that these songs are like heavy metal, crazy, disgusting, and disturbing songs. They are gorgeous, simple beautiful orchestra like yeah. violins and cellos and acoustic guitar and harmonies it's it's like one of the most amazing albums ever made yeah and how do you play these songs on the radio without like how, do you just say like and that was night zombies by sufjan stevens and you can't say the title the I way that they this write it could be at some stations be a reason to not play a song sure because you be can't honest. like are you allowed to summarize if not can i play the song yeah exactly you know? because um when Because I, I have to struggle mostly because I don't want to offend the artist. Sure, sure. Because I don't want to, I don't know, because you, ha you had thoughts when you, 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 most of the time people had thoughts when they, when they make the title. When they make the title. Yeah. And I w don't want to mess that up. Just like um, if you're a nice person, yeah. you take care that you spell a person's name right. Of course, or you pronounce it right. Or, yeah, I yeah. pronounce it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the thing. But I see, especially since I work at a station where we pl play a lot of indie music from the last 20 years, there's been a tr kind of a trend towards um, those extra long and super crazy song titles. And um, Can't be worse than the one I just did. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, but it still is some form of... Um, it's still... a. Also a form of art, if you are able to express what you feel about the song in, I don't know, a, war, a word or a short phrase or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That still could be. And there are still um, titles that are a bit longer that work well, that have a kind of flow. Like, I wish I hadn't got stoned today. Super easy, super simple, works good. Or legendary album, Arctic Monkeys, whatever people say I, I am, am that's, that's what I am not. not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are still things that work. But then they had Humbug. And that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, but I don't think it's going to be too hard for them to just say, like, that was Smiling Back at Me by Jordan Prince or whatever. Yeah. yeah you know? th that's still that's works. okay. That's okay. Yeah. But that one's going to be, yeah. Actually, that's why, I, that's why I wanted to bring it up. We're getting it, it's getting mastered right now. This Ooh. week. It's getting mastered right now. I, Out of so, blue, there comes the good news. Yeah, I mean, basically, so I, I'm doing this kind of early uh, in comparison to Stoned because what happened with Stoned is that we had we had Crooked Rail, and from May until August, that's kind of all I thought about and was only focusing on like different little marketing techniques. How can I reintroduce it to people who hadn't thought about it in a while? Whatever, whatever. And then I just kind of got lazy and thought about my own my personal life and stuff with my job and with everything going on in my personal life. 
which then, is still important. Which is even more which important. Which is now great because you could... You, now you're in a situation from beginning of next year on, you could partly... You should not do that too much, but partly you can combine those things. Right, right. Like your, your job is to think about how to bring music to people. Right, exactly, exactly. And make them enjoy it. Right, right. And with this, so the problem was that we, right up until like, okay, so the song comes out November 13th, and maybe the standard procedure is that you have it sent out to distribution at least four weeks ahead of time, because that's the standard window that you give it out for uh, press to give it a look over for playlisters to give it time to put see if it can can be considered for the editorial playlists yeah. to see if it fits into um, any little windows of press review marketing ability whatever four weeks is like the prime time window and it was like five weeks before and the label was like hey we need stoned we don't have the master mix where is it and I freaked out because I was like oh no. Like I have it ready, but I hadn't mastered it yet. And I'd, I had realized that I hadn't sent it yet. And then it was just this rush job where I was like, I had to ask Tim to rush. Then he had to ask the mastering guy to rush. We had to make sure the last mix was the right mix. We had to hear the master, make sure the master worked. We had to get the artwork done. The video was already being pushed to the very last second, like I talked about in the last episode. So it was just all kind of like too stressful for me. And now you're pretty early. And I was like, you know what? I know that Smiling's done. It's a very simple song. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and like listen to it again. I listened to it uh, on headphones, on my phone and on my laptop. The last mix is great. It's great. So as I wrote Tim and I said, hey, listen to it again on your, in your studio. Make sure that you don't hear any, any imperfections like from a producer's ear. Yeah. And if you're happy, I'm happy. And he's like, hey man, it's great. I'm going to send it off. So now Christian, this great guy who's uh, mastering this record is looking at it today. I got the notification. He's looking at it already. That's so we're nice. Gonna, we're going to have the master. Um, I hope I sent him the IRC code. I need to write that down. What is an IRC code? I-S-R-C. I-R-S-C code. Smiling. Um, an IRC code is the identification number for each song that's put into the world. So that's how that's how royalty collection agencies can claim that that song has been played. Okay. So every single song that's registered with GEMA, BMI, ASCAP has an IRSC code. It's a it's an identi- it's an identifier. Ah, I think I've heard another name for this. So when it's played yeah. on your yeah, station, yeah. Exactly. ego, yeah. whatever, it's a code that's registered yeah. like a like zero ones, you know, like yeah. like binary. It's like yeah. that song was played. Same thing with an album. They have a UPC code. So if that album is sold on iTunes or by yeah, vinyl yeah, or yeah. shipping, whatever. UPC claims that song, here's the code, the song was sold, or the album was sold, whatever. I need to make sure he has that because he said he was looking at it, but I don't remember sending him the code. Anyway, um, but now we're going to have that. I'm planning, I'm already planning the cover art. I just want to have that done so I can only brainstorm the video and have a lot of time for that, obviously. I can have like a, a, almost two months to brainstorm. I can have over two months to brainstorm the video, you know? So that's what I, that's the new thing. And then I think we should finish with this because we have some Nintendo Switch to play. Oh, yes, finally. I brought it. And the last thing, the last good news, just to round out the show, is that we are getting a 
dog. No. <laughs> what kind of dog? I'm going to show you a picture. There is there. Uh, first of all, mm-hmm. there are wrong choices. <laughs> Not in this case. <laughs> this, my friend, is. I. It's a temporary name, but this is maybe Polly. Oh my freaking god! <laughs> How cute is that? It's an adorable little puppy it's so so sweet it's a girl and we're thinking of calling her polly we don't have a confirmed name yet but that is you you already got to meet her nice we got to meet her uh last night nice and we talked with the owner the breeder you gotta send me this picture it's so cute it's so cute it's like painful um she was perfect she was uh very docile and very relaxed she just came out of the cage and just kind of sat in front of me and i rubbed her back and then she just She looked at me and she seemed very calm and she rolled over and I scratched her belly and she just kind of just laid there and it was like, that's the kind of dog I want. Just a very, not so dominant, just relaxed and sweet and kind little, like doughy eye little dog. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easier for Ify too because she's only used to cats. It's her first dog ever. Are you experienced with dogs? Very, very. Ah, yeah, from family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Because my mom, uh, we've always had dogs. Yeah. It's good that I have that experience because Ify's she's overthinking things. She's a bit nervous, but it's understandable. She's never been around yeah, that before. Yeah. And I'm glad that I can help with that and like do a little extra work that first year, help her get through the stuff that maybe is a bit frustrating because it's it is going to be work when they're puppies. But then it's going to be this like super imprinted attached relationship and it's just this positive thing How old in the is house. The pu- is she now? It's like 10 or 11 weeks. Okay. So, uh the breeder And Polly will make a visit to our place tomorrow just to make sure we're not living in some slum or whatever. And then, um, yeah, the contract signed. We reserved it. We fell in love. And we're going to... Contract? We basically signed a reservation contract saying that, like, we want to reserve this dog for sure. And if we, let's say, in like a few days changed our minds, like, really suddenly, then we would have to owe the breeder a small thief for reserving because... A small dog. We we know the the small dog a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. But what do you pay for a dog like this? It's expensive. Yeah, (laughs) it's really, it's really separate. I mean, the whole the whole dog system in Germany is very different from the dog system in America. Basically, in America, you you go to a shelter or you go to like a, a pet store, yeah, where they have all these pets, like from fish to lizards to cats to snakes yeah. to dogs, everything for sale, and you can play with them, you can test with them, you can see if they're they're all checked, health, uh, influenza, like vaccines, worms, shots, everything, they're all ready to go, and you just go in and play with them and be yeah, like, they're I even like drive-throughs. People don't know that it's drive-throughs. Yeah, yeah, in Mississippi, they had drive-thros. It's drive-through puppy purchase. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a sausage and egg biscuit and uh I'll get that bichon frise <laughs> and I'll get a diet coke and you know what? I'll get a couple of magazines to go with it and maybe a shotgun. <laughs> bichon frise. <laughs> That's for you, mom. I know you I I love you. <laughs> We always uh she loves uh, this dog bichon frise. Um but yeah, we finally decided to get a dog and it's all Uh, it's going to be basically, uh, I'm, uh, so it's part of, so Ify's birthday is Sunday. So I'm helping to pay for it. Her sister's helping to pay for it. And then her parents are 
paying the brunt of it because it's going to be her birthday and our Christmas present all together. It's it's Sweet. a big, big expensive endeavor, but uh, I'm really excited about it. And it's uh, super nice. I'll let you know if the name changes, but right now we're looking at Polly. We went into it wanting to name her. Well, we didn't know it was going to be a girl, but we went into it wanting to have a dog named Larry. Because <laughs> we thought it was funny. It's super nice. <laughs> a dog named Larry. That also makes yeah. for a great next album title. A dog named Larry. A dog named Larry. That's not bad. We were in the park the other day and we heard people, they like their their dog ran off too far and they yeah. were calling the name and they were like, Lucky, Lucky. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if you had a dog named like uh, Debbie, <laughs> <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> yeah, but with Larry, I imagine, I don't know, um, um, uh, an elderly guy from Eastern Germany, Larry, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. He comes back like, wow, what's it los? What has passed Oh man. But dude, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I'm really pumped about it. And uh, all right. Let's play some switch, huh? You ready? Yes. All right. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, um, you're probably listening on Spotify or Apple Music, but you can go and you can give us a review or a rating or a comment. You can share the show online or just talk about us with word of mouth. Um, it really goes a long way and it really helps new listeners find the show. Again, like Mo said earlier, if you haven't seen the video for the Crooked Rail, it's on my YouTube, uh, Jordan Prince. Um, you can find it through my Instagram at Jordan Prince. Um, and if you would like to contact us, uh, if you're an artsy fartsy immigrant, Mo, how can they find us? Also on Instagram at artsy fartsy immigrants, or if you're more like, if you get a serious request or more like an more like an old-fashioned guy. You can send us an email to podcast at m945.de. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Look out, baby. The saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby blue. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.